All right, hello and welcome to the 36th episode of the At YouTube Podcast, talking all things At YouTube, <laughs> album news, tour dates, community discussions from the staff of At YouTube. Uh, today we've got a full house, a full roundtable, as it were. Uh, we're bringing back to Sula. Welcome back to the show, Sula. Thank you. Great to have you back. And Sherry, you're back as well. Yes, I am, and I'm front as too. You're yeah, back and front. <laughs> Oh, You've got the whole that took me a tonight. moment. I'll, I'll be honest. That took me a minute. Bring it, bring it, bring it. And uh, Mister, you get a, you get a, any bad puns or jokes? We get a Sherry sound board. Uh, Matt, you're well. You're back too. You didn't uh, you didn't fire yourself. You didn't fire us. Despite our 90 minute episode last week on that was October. That was so epic, and it was really I really enjoyed it. Was that. Fun. I loved, yeah, I, I love listening to it. Good, good, good. Look, I mean, any uh, you know, any podcast where we have Aaron and Kenny on with their accents is mm-hmm. going to be a good, good podcast. You guys could read like you know, War and Peace, and it would be a good podcast. <laughs> Everything's automatically elevated when yes, they use totally. their voices. So you're saying you just like myself and and answer guy were basically just kind of dead air, not filler, filler. Your, yeah. de- your decoration, right? Yeah. <laughs> Allowing moments well, for people to breathe. Yeah. You have a Canadian accent. What you talking about? Okay, the just before we get into our episode, which we're going to be chatting about, we're, we're sort of skipping an episode of our um, our YouTube Forty album discussion, album by album discussion, to talk about non-album songs this episode. So our next episode will be about War. In a couple of weeks, we'll be re- recording that one live. But uh, first of all, we just wanted to say if you didn't get a ticket for the YouTube Forty Dublin event, it's sold out. So you're too late. <laughs> you're not alone. Going with that. Like, yeah. oh, sorry, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I didn't get I a ticket either. I thought he was going to offer like free tickets. <laughs> I thought he was too. I was like, is there like a waiting? That's what Tasula. I was telling you on Twitter or wherever that was, but I was saying like we need to start doing contests for the podcast. No, I think right. you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. But so, we didn't for this one. So sorry. <laughs> Nothing good to tell you other than it's going to be an awesome night. I'm sure there'll be folks who are periscoping, Facebook living, faxing, whatever it is, uh, stuff from the event. And so we'll definitely be make you aware of what's going on and when it's going on and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it'll be happening September 24th at the Grand Social in Dublin, as somebody quickly updates the doc for me. And uh, but not to fear too much, if you if you notice at the end of the, uh, not everybody reads the whole articles on uh, at youtube.com, but <laughs> if you if you missed your chance. <laughs> <laughs> you're punchy uh, tonight. You're the one. On me. I've got Dude, last time it was Matt and I. Now you're you're the pissed one. I'll blame it on the rattler. Yeah. Uh, if you missed your chance for uh, the YouTube Dublin event, all is not lost. As we've said a few times in recent weeks, we're also planning an event in the U.S. that same weekend of September 24th, 25th. So we're not quite ready to share details tonight or t- tomorrow, maybe. But be sure to watch at youtube.com for details and. Uh, Find and out. when we get it posted, maybe read the whole article. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hardy har har. We should put a special teaser in there, like, you know, uh, like, who was it? Uh, Some kind of Easter egg yeah, in the like middle of the article. Yeah, like little Next time I post, I'll just put in parentheses, Tosula, keep reading. <laughs> oh, so funny. You guys are killing yourselves tonight. Yeah, oh, yeah. we are. It's good. So before we get it to our, uh, our draft, we're going to do it... Uh, I don't. I said like schoolyard pick or whatever. I don't know, like sports draft style of like of picking our favorite non-album singles, songs, etc. And we'll get into all the details of how that's going all going to work in a moment. But before we do that, we got some ask at you two questions. But most importantly, we got a whole whole bunch of responses to the question of what's your favorite 
uh, non-album U2 song. And uh, folks, I think Matt was saying, like, we've never had almost this many at mentions on Twitter. And uh, some folks didn't actually put include the hashtag ask at U2. So that means our magical machine didn't pick up your responses. So not... I guess we're kind of punishing you, but we're not going through every single response on Twitter. So there's even more in there. So thank you so much for those who did send in stuff. And uh, just be sure to use the hashtag Ask at You Too next time if you forgot to by accident. It's okay. It's, Twitter's weird that way and, and we're lazy. So <laughs> combination of those two things. But first of all, a very important question came up from Fabiano. Um, at Fabiano Mad asked, if Matt decided to shy- fire Sherry again, what will be her new nickname on Twitter? If (laughs) (laughs) oh, Fabio, do we give Sherry the first dibs on? on Yeah, Sherry, what would your name be? Picking her new name, I would still be staff writer and event planner at at u2.com. You can't get rid of me. (laughs) All right, I don't know. I just I keep checking and Potty Mouth McBoston is available as a Twitter nickname. So, yeah, why has not somebody? Set that up as a, even as a parody account or whatever. That should be yes. It should be a, a Sherry parody there's, account. We should we should also <laughs> mention there's parody. like parody accounts for just about every single body part on U2's uh, band members. Yeah, I, there's somebody was tweeting us like a couple days ago, like Adam's abs Adam, or something. Adam's abs, yeah. Adam's oh apple. My gosh. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <I don't, laughs> sorry, I'm turning into her now because you're not saying enough. So keep talking. <laughs> And I'll just a quick update. C. Conez uh, in the, the chat room mentioned that Ticketmaster has some tickets on resale for the U240 event. <laughs> no, we're just kidding. That's, if it does, it's a fake. It's not nothing to do with us. So, um, And also some feedback from at U2 Johnny mentioned, absolutely love the latest podcast regarding October. By far my favorite album of all time. Highly, hugely underrated album in my opinion. So thanks for that feedback at U2 Johnny. And uh, I don't know how we want to do this. Well, why don't we start? Why don't we start with? I mean, since we were since what the last one was October, right? Yeah. Where that middle podcast before the war podcast and a celebration was that linkage between the October era and the war era. Yeah. So there's a link to the article that you had posted back in February, actually, or February last year, I guess. Now that I see that. <laughs> I'll read the whole article too <laughs> about this, which is a great sort of write up on the the story and and a bit of your story related to that. Um, but Matt or Sherry, who wants to take a lead? I guess on just explaining a celebration where it fits, why it fits in the timeline here for folks who aren't familiar with it or aren't as intimately familiar. I guess the song was was uh, recorded in 1982, um, right before uh, uh, the band went and released War, and it's. It's a nice little nugget of a of a tune that marks a marked difference um, in the tone and in what they were going for. You know, they they filmed the video in Kilmainham Jail. They were talking about um, um, social protest in the song. Um, Bono said in um, Hot Press that it 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 was. Uh, um, uh, a piece of music that was obscured by the haircut <laughs> and with the apparel, <laughs> but um, but that it it just marked that that beginning of the band coming out and making a social statement. Uh, and anybody who, after you know um, a certain time period looks at 
a song in a non-album year as a hint of what the next album will be. So this is sort of the first opportunity in the band's career where we see that happening. So for me, the a celebration for me is... I mean, I, I guess, you know, I, what Sherry just said about the apparel, that's the thing that always stands out for me because I, I, when I, you know, that song and, you know, anytime I hear the song or hear talk about the song, that's the video with him wearing red pants, is it not? Yep, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I think of. That's all I think of. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's literally all I can think of when I hear a celebration. And I know there's much more to the song, as Sherry was just explaining, but I do think that it was, that it was, very, very highly obscured by um, <laughs> by the the choice of of clothing for the video. So, so yeah, you know, then they've had some dodgy decisions related to fashion over the years. But uh, but yeah, that's I mean that, that that's a good place to start. It's uh, it's you know I agree with 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 a lot of what Sherry said there. So, <laughs> all right. Well, what we're gonna do is uh, for the the roundtable, we're gonna do this sort of draft pick of of songs, favorite non-album songs. But uh, like we said, folks had, had tweeted back at us with some of their favorites. And um, so what we'll do is just going to read a, a few of them as we sort of discuss this, but at YouTube, if that's the right way, walk to the water because of its harmony. She's a mystery to me, deserves a full band studio version. I would uh, tend to agree. Sir Edward Gray says, I think, hold me, thrill me, kiss me, kill me as you two doing their best muse before muse existed. Needs more glam rock guys. At Rich Samp said, Treasure, whatever happened to Pete the Chop, just gets the blood pumping when I hear it. Quality tune. At Clayton's Kitten. Interesting. The ground beneath your feet. It's haunting, sensual, and the 230 mark absolutely slays me. I only pray it gets done live. So there's a few anyways, but uh, and we'll pick up a few more after we maybe do a round of our, our picks, if that sounds okay. Sure. All right. So the way we're this, the rules for this basically are, are thus. If that's, <laughs> that sentence makes sense. We are picking non-album songs. We're solo tracks, non-full band tracks, etc. All fair game soundtracks, draft style picks. Where we'll go around the YouTube at YouTube roundtable, each picking our favorite song. If someone else picks a song ahead of you, you can't pick it as one of your songs. It's kind of just like for fun, right? Obviously, you know we all love the songs, but the one exception that we made before we started in the uh, at YouTube Slack that prompted a bit of discussion was uh, excluding passengers from this uh, discussion. So basically saying that those passengers is an official U2 album. So it's not eligible for any picks for this discussion. So there's much gnashing of teeth and fighting <laughs> over that, but we're all friends again, I think, and we'll be okay. So round one, first up, first pick goes to uh, Matt, that says here, I guess, because he's the boss. He gets first <laughs> Who, we'll throw who, nominate, who nominated that, that me? That was contested, by the way. <laughs> Chris clearly I, ignored the contestant. I certainly don't need to go first, but I, if you would like me to, I will go with... So a couple of the ones on my list are ones that were just mentioned in the tweet you read. So I'll go with She's a Mystery to Me, right. which, I put, which I put at the very top of my list, which is a song I absolutely adore. And I... I think just because it's so, I don't know, it's, I think they really nailed the Roy Orbison thing with that and, and the whole vibe of the song and it sounds so great. His version sounds great and I also love the occasions when U2 has done it. Um, I think it sounds great when, I think they sang it at the, uh, the Brooklyn Bridge concert, if I recall correctly, mm -hmm. in 2004. 
Um, and yeah, I just, I just, I think it's the, the, I think it's, you know, very delicate and fragile and the music is beautiful. The lyrics are beautiful. And I just think it's, you know, really, really, uh, just a perfect tribute and gift to the artists that they were, that they were collaborating with, uh, with, uh, Roy Orbison. So that's, that's way high on my list of, uh, of non-album songs. Nice. Yeah, it's good. It's an interesting, uh, I guess, writing. They've done that a few times where they've written a song for an artist and they're, or they've tried to write it for an artist if the artist necessarily <laughs> takes it or not, I guess. But, uh, and then, yeah, interesting how they've, they've recorded themselves, sang it themselves. Um, okay, next up, Sherry, what's your pick for round one? I'm going with Blow Your House Down. Wow. This this is a, a track that has a lot of history. And back when I first became a YouTube fan in the late 80s, there were um, bootlegs circulating of the Rattle and Hum outtakes. Um, and that is probably the first time that I recalled hearing She's Going to Blow Your House Down um, in its very uh, 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 infant uh, format, and there's a nine-minute clip of it up on YouTube, which I'll have um, uh, put into the show notes on it. Uh, fast forward a couple years when Octung Baby, uh, uh, some of the uh, studio recordings were once again um, bootlegged and circulating, and you could tell how that song had transformed from... Uh, from out on Long Island into the Octane Baby sessions, but it was never released in in that type of a uh, setting. So when the Octane Baby Deluxe Edition came out in honor of its anniversary, I was thrilled to see that the band saw that this song was basically stolen from them and they stole it back. So seeing how that track had... Um, uh, begun and then then the band kept working on it and chiseling it away and chiseling it away to finally getting to a point where they released it as a single <laughs> um, uh, in honor of the um, uh, deluxe edition coming out um, it 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 made me so happy uh, because that was my all-time favorite U2 track that you couldn't talk about because you shouldn't have had the bootleg and you shouldn't have heard any of that stuff. <laughs> nice. Forbidden yeah. fruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Forbidden song. The, um, yeah, I think it was Aaron that referenced it last, last episode um, and uh, talked about he, himself having the forbidden <laughs> songs as well. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you can, U2 police can go track them down. Um, Tasula, what's your pick? Mine is not going to surprise anyone that's ever that's ever known me. Uh, Electrical Storm would be my pick. Now, is that because of the video or the song? I've oh, heard. it's a large part of the video. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yes, I did a, a like a song that explains it, so I'm not going to read that to you right now. But uh, <laughs> but for those who know the legend, I, I was a dreamer in my 20s. I was much I was much more. Um, yeah, I had I had my head in the clouds back then, and I wanted so badly to work for you two, specifically to go on tour with them, like to do anything. And I hatched this idea that I would make this perfect tour mermaid because, like, Samantha Morton wasn't going to go on tour with them. She had a you know thriving film career, so I decided that it would be a good idea for me to do. And we went to France. My friend and I went to France. I wore a mermaid costume in the same beach and took pictures and. 
I mean, really, I was crazy. But um, so we, we go to Cleveland for the U2 fan celebration where there was a uh, confessional like they used to have at the old shows. And I had a whole speech worked out about how I wanted them to hire me to become their new tour mermaid because, you know, maybe they were going to see Wait, these. you say I, new as in they, as if they had one before. <laughs> yeah, it was assumed to be created job right. description, yeah. right? And I had it. I mean, I, I'm not joking. Like, I practiced in the hotel room with my friend that I went with the night before. I was dead serious. I've, you know, been a public speaker most of my adult life. I got into that confessional booth and just completely went babble. Like, I, I got such <laughs> stage fright, such ridiculous nonsense stage fright. I liken it to the old Brady Bunch episode where Cindy sees the red light blinking and, and loses it. And and I told them somehow in the middle of the mumbling that I wanted to do their laundry. <laughs> like it was, it was something about like, you can hire me to do anything. Like you don't have to make me the mermaid. You could, you know, I'll just, I even do your laundry, you know, something like that. And like, I could hear the people outside, like waiting in line, like laughing at me, justifiably, of course. Um, but yeah, I, and I like ran out of there as fast as I could and, and it was horrible. But anyway, <laughs> I still love the song. It's a wonderful song. I'm irritated that I never got to see it live. <laughs> Tasula, your um, um, anecdote reminded me, I'm, I'm going through a lot of my files here, and I found my three rejection letters that were sent to me <laughs> from principal management over the course of five years, where I oh, kept three. sending them my damn resume. <laughs> oh, for real? I That's actually amazing. got a letter back See, from Karen Kaplan saying, thank oh. you very much. We uh, appreciate your enthusiasm, but we're not hiring at this time. But you were applying, really applying for jobs that existed, <laughs> I was creating my own job. <laughs> I told them, look, I'll just go and get you your coffee. I'll just answer your phones. But yeah, no. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm like, I can start twice. I can iron. I can. Did you guys send in your resumes with like letters cut out of magazines? Kind of. Is that how you sent them? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> One letter saying, Bono said to dream out loud at high volume and thus. Oh my, my god! Oh, wow. I have I never heard how it. Many, I wonder how many letters they got that said "dream uh, on them. But they were really kind enough do. to send a response that was pleasant. So it only encouraged me to try again. Sure. Well, if they had, do you realize that if they had hired you, you would know what rock stars smell like? <laughs> and I would also be sworn to secrecy about that, too. <laughs> you know what That's their true. favorite sandwiches are. I mean, all the secrets. Yeah. I oh, will still gorgeous. find that out. I, or you would have been fired a long time ago. <laughs> I want to go to that Salesforce conference and find out what sandwiches they eat. (laughs) Forget about data entry stuff. I want to know the sandwiches. (laughs) All right. Well, that's, those are, uh, oh, actually my pick. Sorry. I need to. Yes, you you got it. You have an entry. You're in this team. I'm actually allowed to participate. Uh, My pick is going to be, uh, I'm trying to think of which one I can take that you guys might have taken already or will be taking that I can pick away from you but uh north and south of the river is going to be my pick and i think it's just the um i hadn't heard uh the christy moore version just the u2 one i think um for a while but um i think just the it's a beautiful kind of 
a bit of a love story, a bit of the political stuff, kind of like your classic U2 track. And, uh, and I just always found it really a beautiful song and, uh, loved, there's a guy I used to sort of play in a bit of a band with. And I would, every time I made a mixtape of like, here's some songs and ideas for, you know, the next time we play or whatever, I'd always put <laughs> North and South of the river on there in some form, whether it was the version with Christy Moore or with U2. And he never would pick that one. And he finally was like, you got to stop putting that song on there. Cause I'm just not going to pick it. I don't know. I guess he wasn't a YouTube fan. Not enough of one anyways to do some obscure track. So I'm still waiting for somebody to play at a coffee house night with me, play North and South of the River. So that's my little sad story. Not quite mermaid in the ocean, but, <laughs> or rejection letters from principal management. But that's my connection to North and South. <laughs> All right. Before we go to round two, uh, and folks in the chat room, feel free to throw in some of your picks as, as we go. Uh, I just wanted to read some of the responses we got from folks at Two Ropa mentioned uh, Neon Lights. Which I think that counts, right? Is that? Yes. I, I'm yeah, trying we to think of. It, I guess. Yeah, covers, and then if not, definitely bass trap for obvious reasons. Is there? What's the obvious reason? Am I missing something? <laughs> Just because it's good, I guess. <laughs> or maybe uh, I think Adam obvious Clayton? indicates we're not missing that it's obvious. So we don't need explanation, okay. right? <laughs> At Cara Dubois says, uh, "Lady with a spinning head, who can still shake it when she wants, even after raising her two kids." <laughs> <laughs> fly and ultraviolet fly and ultraviolet and at John X Larson said I love Spanish eyes captures the feeling of Joshua Tree era so well a great bonus when flipping over that I still haven't found what I'm looking for 45 that's a record kids just so you know um, <laughs> and don't have to flip over your iPod at 4 UX too many electrical star for wah for wah maybe or for there you go for yeah like thorough like Faro Roche uh, too many electrical storm always holds a special place. Followed by Salome, North and South, and Flower Child. And one more here. Andy at Andy Spurs72 says Mercy and Lady with the Spinning Head. I love Lady with a Spinning Head, actually. Yeah, I do too. And in the chat room, Clayton's Kitten says that bass trap <laughs> is an Adam thing and at Europa uh, and she are both Adam. Okay. Girls. That's I was Wait, kind of that's wondering. why it's obvious. Okay. Adam's yeah. apples at it again. Thank you. I had to do it. <laughs> Thank you, Clayton's kitten. Keep it PG, Adam fans. All right. So, uh, oh wait. I mean, after what Becky did like a month or two ago, that's just <laughs> what'd she do? Did I yes. Did you not hear that? She, she Becky, kind of uh, drooled her way through the podcast. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, on the one that was just about. Oh, no, no, I take that back. I did hear it. Yeah, the Adam birthday episode. The Adam birthday one. I totally yeah. remember that. Which I think is will will uh, give a her lot a lot of gushing. Yeah, that was episode number twenty six for anybody who's wanting to go back and hear. Uh, you Becky gush. Wow, on top of your game tonight. <laughs> like <laughs> on top of something. Right? <laughs> All right, round two. Remember, we're trying we to keep this under six hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter for tweets about bacon. Um, Sherry, you, you're going to get first pick. I, I saw your complaints. I've registered it with the judges. and he lodged complaints. I will adjust the order so that Sherry or Tasula gets to go first at least one round. So I picked you. <laughs> so For round, obvious reasons. Right, round two, Sherry, goes to you. What are you picking first? Uh, I'm going with Wild Irish Rose. Oh, that's a good one, too. Interesting. So wait, so far we haven't had any duplicates, right? Nobody's picked someone else's? No duplicates. Okay. No. Nobody stormed off the set. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay. Why a wild Irish rose? Because uh, that was from the um, Joshua Tree era. Um, it was a 
song that was done for a documentary about Irish music and, and American roots and, and so on and so forth. And it has just gone missing in the um, U2 uh, discography. When the deluxe edition of Joshua Tree came out, it didn't make it on there. It hasn't made it in very many different places. And that was one song that I had actually included in my um, playlist on YouTube.com that's available for um, uh, paid subscribers. Um, nice name drop. Hey, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, we uh, when that song came out, it, it spoke of that... Um, Irish pain and of of love and loss. It had a bit of the um, the political and the spiritual and and all that other stuff uh, wrapped up very very nicely. And um, it's it's just a hidden gem that I wish they would pull out as a and actually finish it in in a proper way instead of it being on a PBS um, documentary. Does a full, I mean, does a full version of that even exist anywhere? No, it's just in the bringing it all back home. Yeah, um, and it, documentary. It, right, and it was, right, and it wasn't the full song. And yeah, okay, so interesting. Yeah, that that would be. I'd like to hear the full version of that. Nice. Okay, so uh, next up is myself, <laughs> um, and I'm gonna. I'm just, I was just trying to figure out which one to go with. I think. I'm going to go with um, The Ground Beneath Her Feet as my pick for round Ooh, two. Oh, I like that one too. Which uh, I'm trying to think back to when – this one actually I did get to play. Speaking, this wasn't a planned uh, segue or a continued topic, I guess. But I did actually get to play as a cover on it with a band on, on an actual stage one time. Um, and But I think if I'm remembering correctly, it came out kind of as a, at a time right before All That You Can't Leave Behind, right? Along with mm. the movie yep. yeah, and stuff. And it was a bit of a – like uh, not a surprise, I'm sure, to most – hardcore YouTube fans but it was a bit of like oh there's some new YouTube music and you gotta go figure it out and discover it and like it wasn't promoted exclusively as YouTube or anything like that but obviously anybody who's familiar with the band knew about it and it was kind of just this thing and prompted me to read um, uh, the book where am I drawing a blank on nothing Selling Rushdie's book yeah as well which I didn't actually enjoy as much as the song but maybe that's just me agreed no 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 okay. I hated the book okay <laughs> It was my first Rushdie book, so I... Oh, that's a horrible one to start with. Yeah, I, it was just like, you know, you do those things. Every YouTube fan has done many of those things. Where totally. Like, you hear somebody likes something from the band, likes it, and so you go discover it, you're like, what if I'm not really a YouTube fan because I don't like this as much as Bono does? <laughs> I hate William Gibson, if it makes you feel any better. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyways, that's my pick for round two. Uh, Tasule, you're up next for all right so i'm gonna go with i i just like went back to my own archives to to reminisce and i found another like a song that i wrote back in 2012 about the song big girls are best which i think is fantastic and i it's it's my most um hoped for wild card song in concert let's say i just think it would be hilarious if bono saying that because I can only imagine his dance moves and the ladies going wild in the crowd <laughs> with the curves. Like, I just think it's such a good feel good song with such a good positive body message for girls in this day and age. So big girls are best. Yeah. I love that uh, tune as well. That was a B side. Great baseline to, too. Yeah. It's a B side just stuck in a moment. If I remember right. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> and and yeah, like you said, such a funny song, really, for like not Actung Arif's U2, but for the sort yeah. of like stuck in the moments U2 earnest back to like yeah, it was just kind of a Yeah, you've got this song that, you know, on once the A side is about you know, a dear friend that basically, you know, died and and he was in this horrible place when it happened and yada yada, and then you turn the side over and it's like female empowerment. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Celebrate with a really good baseline. So I'm sure the Adam folks, the Adam girls will agree with me. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) All right. uh, Round two. Last one is uh, Matt. What's your pick for round two? Uh, I'll go with the original version, the non-live version of Mercy from from How to Dismantle Atomic Bomb sessions that – didn't make the album and mysteriously got released and spread across the internet and um, yeah I just I and I I'm not as much of a fan when they played it live on the 360 tour and it had different lyrics and a different bridge if I recall correctly yeah but I loved the original the original leaked version that's that uh, spread across the internet I just, it's you know six six and a half minutes long and it's I, I even think I think the, the, it was written about in Rolling Stone because they played it f- during one of when Rolling Stone, you know, they went to like the recording sessions, uh, you know, to do this sort of preview article, and the writer got to hear it and described it as like you know six minutes of U two being total U two, and you know, just it's just it's a it's them, you know, at you know sounding exactly like you know like they like they sound. So I just yeah, that's that's a very high high on my list would be the original version of Mercy. For folk, you keep referencing it, and the folks maybe aren't as familiar with the the leaked tracks from that album, Eric. Because I, I associate this one as being wasn't it with the um, the U two digital bundle or whatever that we ro- talked about last episode. I feel like it was, yeah. Is that where it on came the, from, or on the it? iTunes thing? Yeah, I feel like I thing? got it that that way. The, I, that's right. I, I have but, it. But Mercy yeah. was Mer- no Mercy no. was never released. It, was, it wasn't. Nope. No. I mean, the, the, li- the, the, the the live version was released on that vinyl U two Wide Awake in Europe about three four years ago, whatever that was. But that uh, was right. with different lyrics and everything. Yeah, but that else. was that was the live three sixty version. The original studio version has never been released anywhere. And so if you have it, then you have the leaked version that spread. I believe it was originally a wedding gift. I think I think you might be right that somebody that he put he gave a CD as a wedding gift. He being Bono gave uh, gave it as a. And they put it on the internet. That's one of the stories. Really, that's 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 one of the 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 stories that's gone around. So, I wonder how I ended up with it because I'm not. I am like anti bootleg for the most part. I'm anti download illegally. I'm you know I I play by the rules, but I do have. I know I have the version you're talking about. So I don't know how I got it. Hmm. Someone sent it to me in a paper. Probably bag. hanging, probably hanging out with me. <laughs> probably. Maybe you slipped it to me. Like you sent me like edits to an article, and we're like, "Take this." Here, listen well, to this. Brad. Was it your <laughs> wedding that Bono? Yeah, was it your wedding? Gave? Your wedding? I mean, no. Before you sad, sad, no, 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 no. <laughs> Clayton's kitty in the chat room said it was originally meant to be on No Line on the Horizon, which they'd gone ahead and done it, which is a discussion maybe for the No Line on the Horizon. <laughs> Episode. It's supposed to be on How to Dismantle. 
Yeah, it, it, well, it was. Rec- yeah, it was. It was recorded during the how to, the atomic bomb I sessions. They're making vertigo because I just read that the other night when I was researching something else. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they and they they yeah. decided not to put it on atomic bomb, and then it was being held. Oh, you know, the thinking was go. being held over and might might show up on no line. Right, but gotcha. it's never shown up anywhere. So, except at someone's wedding who leaked it to the press or something. Okay, something. <laughs> supposedly, allegedly, allegedly, we got to say allegedly. For the lawyers out there. <laughs> All right. Before we jump to round three, let's go back to some of the responses from folks. I'm noticing that at four Faru, how did we say we were going to say that? Sent in a few. So we'll. Uh, <laughs> I just want you to try and say it again. <laughs> Faro, sure. I'm thinking of Ferrero Rocher. So for. I think it's Faro, like four O. <laughs> All right. Uh, north and south of the river is another one, uh, which we said electrical storm. I think. Yeah. So let me. Okay. At UT first said electrical storm. The live version in Milan 2009 blew me away. Uh, at Linda Gerhardt said uh, it's always so hard to choose. I love ordinary love. At UT War 40 said my favorite B side is Mercy. The song combines the sound of Miracle Drug with the sensibilities of Bad. At Bruna Caffey. Uh, said it used to be luminous times until the wonderful lady with a spinning head came along. Another good Actung B-side. Um, at Carl Wood 7 says, Hold me, thrill me, kiss me, kill me. A gorgeous, dynamic, and sexy rock song with a unique style. At Duncan Dunk underscore Aldridge. I love falling at your feet and giving you mentioned passengers. Miss Sarajevo just because Bono singing the opera part. But that doesn't count because you can't pick passengers. <laughs> Oops, I should have deleted that. I'm deleting that my, from the list. My there bad. <laughs> you guys I'm are covering up editor. the words. I couldn't read it while you're <laughs> edit that part out of the show. Right. <laughs> okay, we're going on to round three. Did it sound like a flock of seagulls? <laughs> what? What? I'm missing that reference. <laughs> from the Unforgettable Fire video collection. But I want that bit edited, all right? Oh. Oh my gosh, that is that's a great reference. Now I know what you're talking about. Wow, Sherry, holy smokes. You win we've peaked yet. You win the esoteric U2 reference of the night award. But I didn't know that Neon Lights was originally a craftwork song. Go figure. I I know. How about that? Pint for Sherry. Okay, Matt, you get to start off round three. Again? Because nobody. Well, you ended round two, so you get to go first. But I started round one. Okay. Well, great. Then, I haven't started anything. Okay. Tosula, you. Tosula, you're, you're going first. Fine. Thank you. Let the monkeys rule the roost or whatever. <laughs> let, the, let, let the inmates run the asylum. Yeah, that one. You're going, I know that's yeah. what you're going. For. Okay. So my pick. Um, I'll tell a little story first. So it was 2005, and my sister and I were super excited because we were going to Boston shows, and this is Vertigo tour, of course, um, and we were going to a Ma- our first Madison Square Garden U2 show. Both of us had never been to a Madison Square Garden U2 show before. I'd never been to Madison Square Garden before. And um, we were all excited. Her son's birthday was that week. We were um, you know, celebrating my nephew and everything. And then we get word, you know, a little bird told us that the band was going to be on Conan O'Brien the day before. So we had a really quick birthday party for my poor nephew, maybe a premature birthday party for my nephew, and packed our bags and got out of town and took a bus to New York and went to see a movie and and got, stayed up in, late in the middle of the night and went down to, to at dawn, you know, before the, the sun came up to get in line for Conan O'Brien. And Conan O'Brien came and sang to the crowd and everything was great. We were in the standby line. Long story short, 
those of you who remember, we did not make it into the Conan O'Brien show that had you two on. Um, so I drowned my sorrows in some Irish something that night and drank and drank and drank until I was like basically sick. So the next day, uh, we had to wait in the GA line for Vertigo and it was rainy and miserable. And we had, there was gum in the chair we sat in. I, I mean, like all kinds of things went wrong that day and it was exhausting. And we finally get in and our, our, Tickets don't scan for the ellipse. And we're just like ready to cry and, you know, all this. So the girl we'd been sitting with, who we let her borrow our faulted chair for a while, we didn't know her from anywhere. She was this girl from England. And if you're out there, Jenny, somewhere, holla. Um, She had quit her job to come to this show because her boss said, you can't have the time off. And she's like, F you, I'm going to the United States and I'm going to see you too at Madison Square Garden. I've got tickets. Have a nice life. So she didn't know what she was going to do when she got back to England, but she was going to have a good time that night, you know. So anyway, she scans and she and her friend scan in and we're like, oh, we're happy for you. And we're clapping and happy and, you know, whatever. She tells the, the principal management people, they're with us, that we came together. And she gets me and my sister in to the ellipse. So we go to the front. We are on the stage in front of Edge, right in front of Edge. And it's this amazing show, but we were so exhausted by the time. I mean, it was jumping, pogoing everything. So exhausted by the end of it that I felt like I was going to collapse. And then Bono puts on this this hat, this cowboy hat. (laughs) And he's like, we're not done yet. Some of you aren't even going to know this one. And in he goes to Fast Cars. And You've we taken mine. Oh, oh, we had our first so one. Nice. No! But my story is so good. So anyway, so, so then so Bono pulls this girl up on stage and great dance, great energy. It was the loudest I think I've ever, it was the most noise I've ever heard in my life. I, I honestly can say that. And I've been to a lot of concerts. Was but she wearing a mermaid costume? But she was wearing a shirt from Brazil because I think she was from Brazil. But anyway, um, but it was such a great high energy and we all just got, you know, reinvigorated. It was like a shot of adrenaline. He, he may as well have come around with, you know, a shot and shot each of us with this, this amazing energy. And I have loved that song ever since because everybody danced. Everybody was up. Everybody was laughing. Larry was giggling. Like it was just very festive. So fast cars. I have to share... <laughs> the, the Boston anecdote about fast cars because they they had just come off of um I think it was a two week break um and it was their um first night back on stage in Boston and at this point it it was I think night seven out of the eight nights that they had booked in Boston over three different legs or whatever. It was it was one of those types of tours and fast cars was not on the set list. So all of the security guards all have the set list and they're checking it off. And, and, um, and so the last song that was on the set list had concluded and the security guards were trying to usher people off the floor because the show's over, even though the band is clearly still on stage. And so I was back by the soundboard, um, and all of a sudden, you could hear everybody start to curse because they were not prepared for anything that the band was going to do. And so when Bono made the announcement that they were going to play Fast Cars, everybody at that soundboard, I don't think that I've heard Irish cursing so hard and so fast <laughs> as I did that night. And meanwhile, you've got 
all the security guards who are still trying to usher people off, the band is still performing. And I'm just screaming at the top of my lungs because of all the shows that I went to, that was the first one that I got to experience Fast Cars on. And I'm singing along and people are looking at me going, how in the hell do you know this song? I'm going, pornography on NBC. And and, and I'm going, oh my God, you know. And, uh, um, And at the end of the song, the security guards go, are you done yet? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to the stage are you done yet because <laughs> you know? they just want to get home <laughs> <laughs> that's a great i love that song as well as a as a was it b-side on something no where was it yeah it didn't. it's at the it's, it's on a the, hidden track it's a, oh, it's like right. on a it was Euro like the version bon- or something wasn't it yeah it was the bone like when they release uh, like uh the 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 uk album and the japanese album they always get yeah. an extra track in some yeah. countries and it was yeah. it was the extra yeah. track and Totally. See, I wonder if then that we should we'll have to consult the judges because that's on an album technically. <laughs> no, we won't go that that deep. All right, Matt, your pick for round three. Well, you know, I've been sitting here looking at my list and I don't know which one to go with. <laughs> this is killing me. Um, I'll go with Night and Day, I guess, because I I when I was working on octungbaby.com a few months ago. It sort of started with that song and rewatching the video and listening to that song and all that sort of stuff. And I just remember sitting here late one night at my desk where I'm sitting right now watching that video and thinking, this is such a great song and it's so underrated. And I love it was because it, it was so unexpected, this, the vibe of it and the sound. And I love Bono's vocals in it. And yeah, so there, that's on my list. I hope, and I hope we, I hope we're not getting close to the end because I still have several on my list. <laughs> so <laughs> if we do, a, maybe we'll do a lightning round if yeah. we get to. Okay. Yeah, we can have honorable mentions at the end. So we'll. Okay, uh, yeah. Good that, idea. Yeah, you can sort of rattle off your you know, list without a fifty-minute long story about the song, Sue and Sherry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you are really on it tonight, Chris. <laughs> Sick burn. Okay. No. 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 Wait. Yeah. Okay. So, so Sherry, you're. You picker. told us to save it for the freaking podcast. We would have <laughs> talked about it months ago. I didn't mean each of you got your own podcast to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Okay. Oh. Bam. <laughs> that is just thoroughly enjoyable. Just it. for that, I, I'm this- going with a different pick. <laughs> Drop of so, megalomania, oh. touch of generosity, <laughs> dash of self-promotion. Okay, Sherry, real quick for round three before Bono interrupts us again. Wave of Sorrow, Birdland. Oh, oh that's that coming. I like mm-hmm. that, though. Yeah, that's so, good. So, um, because this is a song, once again, it was uh, the Joshua Tree era, but it was unfinished until the deluxe box set came out. And... Bono um, finished the lyric in 2007, even though he began writing it in 1986. And so this is a song that actually forced me to have to research about um, about the lyrics after watching a, a brief video where uh, Bono explained some of the history behind it about how, you know, it was based on Bono and Ali's trip to Ethiopia. He was taken by the famine in the land um, and that, you know, he starts name dropping the Queen of Sheba and Menelik and, and, and he's going like Old Testament old school about it. But then he also said that the title of the song 
was a nod to, Miz- uh, to Missouri native uh, uh, Langston Hughes, who is a social activist, leader of the Harlem Renaissance, poet, novelist, columnist, and uh, basically started jazz poetry. So I'm like, oh, crap, now I've got to read what Langston Hughes has, has, has read. And it led me on so many different paths and tangents into learning uh, about the history behind the song I should probably write a like a song about it but um, um, once again it's one of those hidden tracks that that unless you got the deluxe version you probably haven't heard and so I'll make sure that Chris has a whole bunch of links but but wave of sorrow is um, a line from um, Hughes's poem um, island nice. and and then there's a whole history behind that, which ties into the song. It's it's really um, uh, brilliantly done. So I will go with that tune for my third round pick. Nice. That's a nice deep cut as well. Um, okay. So my, uh, where am I here? I'm the final pick right for round three. And the one I'm going to go with is uh, In the Name of the Father, from the Ooh, I love that. soundtrack of the same name film and uh, Jim Sheridan film. And I, again, I think this is like um, that other song that I say, <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> the Ground Beneath Your Feet, um, where it was a song that, at least in my memory, came out at a time when I was waiting for more U2 music. Is that, uh, or maybe I'm remembering. Fair. Yeah. And then, which is often when they do soundtracks and stuff. And, um, but also then reading the book that I can never remember the name of, uh, you two at the end of the world, the Bill Flanagan, Bill yep. Flanagan's book and hearing the story of how it was recorded and, you know, in the winter of Dublin and Bono's singing it. And if you will happen to walk by and you might've heard him singing this song or whatever out, out of a studio window kind of thing. Um, and loving the movie as well. And just kind of like all those three things, four things, whatever I said, they're combined to make, uh, I love the soundtrack as well, just the entire soundtrack, but mm-hmm. especially um, the song. And uh, and I'll sneak in a mention to Billy Bula as well, because it's a great song as well that goes along with this kind of thing. Jose Bolo, Umpa Coca-Cola, Ieo. Right, what she said. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, so... The, the <laughs> Can that be the title of the podcast? As long as someone... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just go to the lyrics page, yeah. it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> No, that song made me go to Kilmainham. It wasn't a celebration that took me to Kilmainham Jail for a tour. It was that song in that movie. So, mm-hmm. good pick. Interesting. All right. Okay, uh, let's go back to your listeners sent tweeted or whatever <laughs> responses. Uh, where do I leave off here? At Naki Frito. <laughs> Love comes tumbling. Uh, Frito. Yeah, Noko Frito. Silent G. Um and at dunk underscore Aldridge mentioned as well. I would have also included the ground beneath her feet, but it's on my copy of all that you can't leave behind. So he was following that set of rules. We'll have different rules for really not the same set you were following. Yeah. (laughs) At Chip Swain (laughs) says this is the worst. So many choices. Here's one of my top three: a room at the Heartbreak Hotel, you two at their bluesiest best, and ordinary love. uh, They also mentioned. And uh, Dunk Aldridge came back with one more. Uh, I love the live version of Kite from the Window in the Sky single, um, which also we were saying no. I don't, I don't think we're saying live versions of songs on albums. We're, we're getting really particular here. Uh, at J-B-G-E-O-S-A-T. <laughs> trying to figure out phonetically what that might be. Geosat. All of the Joshua Tree B-sides are outstanding, but Spanish Eyes is my fave. Saw it live at Boston Garden on Joshua Tree Tour. 
that's my hardest part. I think being an Actung baby and all all the B sides from Actung baby and stuff are just like so formative in my mind as far as forming what U2 is to me. It's hard not to pick all of those. Um, At Born for Bliss says, favorite far and away is Hold Me Thrill Me, just an incredibly sonically powerful song, sexy and seductive. And uh, we'll save the last few until after our final round, round four. Oh, this is the final round, huh? Okay. Final Uh-oh. Round. So. Pressure. Choose well. Am I allowed to go first this time, everybody? Is that you, a- yeah, you haven't, your, you haven't oh, had it. It's, it's your turn to go first. making sure I didn't want to get jumped all over. <laughs> oh, man. I had to choose one. I know. That's, go I'm, ahead, Chris. Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, the one that I have. Again, it comes down to, I think, for me, songs that... I enjoy, but also uh, play on guitar and enjoy playing. And it's Hallelujah, Here She Comes. Um, just because it was, it was. I forget. I don't know. Even know what B side it was. I I found it from somebody on a or a record collection somewhere. I don't know or CD collection somewhere. But was it um, Angel Harlem? It could be. I'm sure somebody. I'm sure there's a way to find that out on the internet. Uh, Hallel- right. Hallelujah was Joshua Tree. No. Nope. Was... Oh. No, I think it was a, it was Rattle and Hum. I think. Was it really? Okay. Why don't we Google it? I know. I was going to say, I think there's a way to find this out. Uh, Desire, I think, is the... Uh, you might be right. That's right. Oh. Da, 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 da. Yep. It's Desire. Because it was a room at the Heartbreak Hotel that was on Angel Harlem. There you go. But, yep. um, You're right. Yeah. So it just, it's, I think I was learning to play guitar at the time and it was a good song to like just really wear my fingers out because it's just like a lot of strumming, but also just kind of a fun uh, song to play sing along to the sort of echo callback kind of stuff uh they do in the song and uh and i always u2 doesn't do a lot of acoustic song like straight up acoustic kind of songs and so it's always just a fun one to play along with that way so that's my pick tasula what's your pick for round four Okay, so clarify the rules before i make an idiot <laughs> of myself so are we not include can we include a live song that was an a side but it's not on a different version of it that's on a different album that's not on a U2 album. Uh, I was we, thinking no. We included but. it that way in our survey, Matt McGee. <sighs> what song are you talking about? <laughs> well, if I say it, then you'll know. <laughs> if it was on a U2 album, then no. This is non-album songs. Yeah. I, that's what my reading of the rules are. <laughs> All right. Don't exist All right. Okay. anywhere. Okay. But, <laughs> but what's the song anyway? To Although think, with think, my second pick. Think of the hate tweets you're going to get if you no. choose oh, an album song. Then we'd have. Then we'd this have. Is not the, a real song. Then we'd have. Well, if, you you can guess it if you're not going to let me say it. So um, <laughs> let's go with. I'm going to go with Salome then. Oh, shake it, shake it, shake it, Salome. Yeah, I just dig that song. That's just it was uh, reintroduced to me by a boy that I liked, and it got to me, and it still gets to me, even though he's long gone. So. Yeah, it's a, that's that's the the stand of you know a good song is that if it can outlast a relationship, yeah. and I can still like it, then and I love it. So, yeah. Even though it says please don't go, you still went. Yeah, I still went. Yeah, yeah. as did he. But <laughs> um, but yes, yeah. It's is isn't it great though? I mean, it's like fun. It's diverse. It's different. There's a couple different versions of it, and all of those like Octung has such a good mix of extra songs, you know, that huge uh, deluxe version I have, that obnoxious-sized, you know, put-it-on-your-bookshelf type of version of those CDs and everything. And I just remember going through those and listening over and over and over again. And this is one that always jumped out. So, 
Nice. Yes. I love it. Yeah, I love it as well. Um, Sherry, what's your pick for round four? Once again, I'm going deep. I'm going with Near the Island. Wow. Near, Near the, the island. island. That's an instrumental, right? Yep. Some some of U2's best songs are instrumentals. You're just being opinion. a contrarian. <laughs> now, now you're just doing it on purpose. <laughs> No, as I as I said, I don't know if if uh, Chris was recording, but knowing that we're going round round robin, I wanted to go with different tracks so that um we could have a better discussion. Yeah, no, near the island, it's 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 a sweet little um uh. uh no, there's, there's a, a, a calm playfulness about it. You can, you can hear the creativity, the, the, you know, I'm just going to sit the piano and, and, and come up with a melody, but it was good enough to put on as a as a unreleased track but at the same time you know you can tell that it's unfinished but there's a beauty in that unfinishedness and uh, I even wrote a like a song about it because it just struck me as as being so you too but yet it isn't you too um and and I mean the only issue that I take with that song is there's no Larry on it but it's it's there is a beautiful side of U2's artistry that sometimes gets hidden by the fact that they want to be a punk rock band. But if you were to to take the instrumentation and, you know, they've they've had some of their songs played by um, um, orchestras and, and symphonies, and it's beautiful. Um, and I wish that we could get more of that. Nice. That's a good deep, very deep cut. And uh, seriously, uh, yeah, I have to go check that's that off out. the Octane Baby box set. I found a link to a Vimeo video of it, which I don't imagine is a YouTube official wow. video, but I can't listen to it right now. I don't know if it's actually official or, or not. So I'll try and check that out before. It's, it's um, unofficial. Yeah. The one that you found. Yeah. Um, but hopefully it's the right song, anyways. But um, it is. Very cool. Okay. Um, Matt, you get to close out. You started us off, you're finishing it off. What's, did you do your fourth one already? I did. Hallelujah, here she comes. If you're oh, that's right. You were okay. <laughs> I should I should read to the end of the article. Is what you're right. saying? Oops. <laughs> okay, Matt. What's your pick for round four? Well, this was really really difficult and kind of unfair that we're stopping at this point because I had five songs on my list. So. <laughs> I know. Wow. First world problems. Well, I'm glad a couple fan. I mean, I think I think I think we'd lose you know half of our readers and listeners if we didn't say "Hold Me, Thrill Me." So I'm glad that that was mentioned by several of the tweets that you just read, Chris. So yeah. I'm going to skip that because that was on my list. That was on I, my list too. Because I, I was driving in my car about a month ago and turned that that came on on my iPod and I turned it really loud. And I was like, this is such an amazing song. Like, if this was any other really band's is. song, it would have been, like, the number one song of the year if it was, you know. Agreed. Such a great song. Anyway, so I'm not going to go with that, even though I just went with it. This is my, uh-huh, my like, you cheated. This is my way of squeezing two songs into one. Uh-huh, cheater, so I'm going to go with a Bono solo song. That's Well, 
Bono and Larry um, from the mid 1990s that I just love called Dreaming with Tears in My Eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my all time favorite Bono vocals. His voice is so controlled, and <laughs> you guys are going to laugh because I think you've heard me sing. Um, but I often think to myself, if I ever went on American Idol or The Voice, that's the song I'd sing. <laughs> Well, let's give us a little sample of that. I'm sending you your application on your behalf. Yeah, right? Oh my God! No, we're not gonna we're not gonna sing a little sample because you just a few bars because I don't I can't no, take it out no, of my just go, just go listen to just go on YouTube and search for cat videos and cat screaming and that's what it would sound like. But I love that song and it, no one I shouldn't say no one a lot of U2 fans don't know it because it's on a Jimmy Roger. Jimmy Rogers tribute CD, and every time we do the fan survey, I keep crossing my fingers that it will win the vote for best Bono solo song, and it never does. So, <laughs> which one wins? Do you, I guess I shouldn't put you on the spot. You probably don't have. A uh, I think "Can't Help Falling in Love" wins. Oh yes, yeah. so that's another. Oh, luckily my wife doesn't listen because I should have picked that one <laughs> for one of those songs. <laughs> Is that like your first dance or something? Or? Yeah, it was one of those songs that. Yeah, <laughs> so. Luckily, she doesn't listen to this podcast. Uh, this will probably be the first episode. Of you know, of. You know. Yeah, yeah, I'll find out. <laughs> Love you. Um, all right, so let's. Uh, <laughs> we'll close out with uh, some of the folks' other pick. There's a few more mentions that we had that I'll read, and uh, and I don't know if there was any in the chat room that came up, but uh, we will uh, just rattle off a few of our own rattle and hummer. A few, a few of our other ones that we didn't get to pick officially as part of the draft but at char i've mentioned my favorite youtube b-side levitate i love it because it's very u2-ish containing a lot of u2 magic and vibe at jk klaus said i love you because i uh oh luminous times hold on (laughs) sorry (laughs) i didn't realize there's a lyric quote there first i thought it was just somebody professing their love of my podcasting um The full lyric is, I love you because I understand God has given me your hand. So that's where I was just kind of didn't read ahead. Didn't read the full article. At Eric Mull, 2005, said uh, Spanish Eyes. At Nate Markle Liot. Nate Mark Elliott. Mark Elliott. (laughs) It's formatted in the doc funny. That's got to give me a little bit of grace here. At Marty1199 says, uh, hold me, throw me, kiss me, kill me. Thought it fit the movie really well and great lyrics. At DCEA. D-C-E-H-L said, Pete the Chop, is there really any doubt? And at Jab W10, favorite YouTube B-side, tie between Falling at Your Feet and Lady with a Spinning Head. Good songs as well. So um, who has some that didn't make the cut of the top five, four rounds, I guess? What's, what are some of the others? I, um, I've got Window in the Skies, Boomerang 1, I Believe in Father Christmas. Mm, yeah. I love. Fire. I've, I've got on my my honorable mention list is Bass Trap, Luminous Times, Sweetest Thing, Slow Dancing, Two Shots of Happy, Stateless, and I believe oh, in Father Christmas. Different. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a cheap. You were hoping for like a three hour podcast. I think. Yes, right? I was. The one scolding. <laughs> I just had falling at your feet, dancing barefoot, and uh, two shots of happy as well. Yeah, if if anybody has never has avoided the million dollar hotel soundtrack for whatever reason because they didn't you know they th- didn't think there was enough U two on it or something, it's definitely a, a worth it's, checking yeah, it out because it's yeah. especially if you like the melancholy U two as I definitely do. Um, uh, two shots of happy, one shot of sad was one of mine, and hold me, throw me, kiss me, kill me was the other one I had. Oh, hold list. me, throw me was on my list yeah. too. I should say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So but Matt took it, so I figured we weren't talking. About it. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll we'll consult with the official rules next time. We'll have uh, uh, a Wikipedia entry of sorts. That uh, next time, let's just do live songs that aren't on albums. Live songs that aren't on. Okay. My yeah. punishment for squeezing two in is that I have to be silent for the next ten minutes of the next podcast. <laughs> You're for not even first, on the next podcast for the first Sorry. ten minutes. <laughs> That's right. I'm not on the next not one. On am I? <laughs> nice trick there. <laughs> Silent for all ninety minutes, or however long we go on. It may it may be eighty eight minutes of Tasula because I'm excited. So. <laughs> Love that. All right. Well, in wrapping up, a few, yeah, a few of the folks in the chat room. Thanks for listening live. Those folks, the uh, <laughs> someone was waiting for Matt's pick of "Sleep Like a Baby Tonight" alternate perspective mix by <laughs> T. Chad Blake um, and Dancing Barefoot, yeah. Endless Deep because of Adam. <laughs> I think. Oh. I think we need to find, I, I was wondering, there's a way, I just signed up for a Spotify summer promotion. There's a way for folks to share playlists on Spotify, right? So you should be able to, someone should put together their ultimate like Adam playlist, their ultimate Bono playlist or whatever, and, and send them in, ask at you too, and we'll link to them. And well, hasn't um, um, Adam done his own ultimate playlist through um, um, Apple? Yeah, they've done, the band has done a couple of them, right? I think Adam and Yeah, it was just uh, um, announced in in GQ that um, he's done his, his Desert Island um, mix or uh, mix there, so yeah. I'm did, sure um, pod- I'm sure he didn't include make any U2 songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure our podcast made that list. <laughs> That's right, I'm pretty sure as well. I don't think I'd get off the floor if uh, one of them admitted to ever listening to an episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so for next, we're going back to the chronological order. I'm uh, I'm a stickler for the chronological order thing. So war will be coming up next episode and we'll be discussing that so you can have it on repeat for the next couple weeks if you're going to listen live we'll be recording live again in a couple weeks and uh, you can find this episode of the podcast at goodstuff.fm slash atu2 slash 36 you can follow uh, the at u2 crew on twitter at at atu2 and facebook.com slash atu2com uh tasula where can folks uh, complain or agree with your picks at- <laughs> yeah send your send your mean tweets to at tasula that's a-T-A-S-S-O-U-L-A. Nice. At T-A-S-S-O-U-L-A, not A, sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to spell my own name, apparently. <laughs> and Sherry, how about you? I'm still over at at U2com Sherry. She's on Bakersbox.com Sherry. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> her, her new nickname if she gets fired. Oh, right, okay. Box, you know. I'm sure uh, I forgot to mention or ask. I, I'll just put you on the spot because I'm sure they're already out there somewhere. But Sula, I'm sure, will be tweeting pictures of the mermaid uh, oh, dear. album cover that she just tried I to make know. for you, too. Um, it's risque. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they can handle how cute I used to be. But, yeah. <laughs> how cute I used to be. Uh, Matt, where are you on Twitter? I'm at Matt McGee on Twitter. All right. And I'm iChris on Twitter. So be sure to follow us. Tell us if we made the wrong picks, what you would have picked. And uh, definitely let us know in the Ask at U2 hashtag your thoughts on war. The next album we'll be discussing in our U240 series. And uh, we look forward to that. And like we said at the beginning, keep the late, what is that, late September, September 24th, 25th weekend open. And uh, your flight, uh, air miles, whatever you guys have, keep some of those in the back pocket in case you need to fly somewhere. So... Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye.